Welcome to the LDN Radio Show, brought to you by the LDN Research Trust. I'm your host, Linda Elsigood. I have an exciting lineup of guest speakers who are LDN experts in their field. We will be discussing low-dose naltrexone and its many uses in autoimmune diseases, cancers, etc. Thank you for joining us. I'd like to welcome Mareka from Australia, who has fibromyalgia. Welcome, Mareka. Thank you for letting me talk about this. Um, I think it is very important. Men, my full name, if you want to know that, but you can't practice it, is Mareka Groothuis. Which you told me is a Dutch name. It is very Dutch. I was born in Holland. I lived there until I was 24, and then I migrated to Australia. Now I live in a tiny little country town after having tried Melbourne and I love it. I've got seven acres of land here and it's beautiful. Seven acres, wow. I wouldn't like to mow your lawn. <laughs> uh, I don't either. <laughs> the sheep do it for me. <laughs> oh, so you have sheep as well. Yeah. I know the farmer down below has the sheep and he would like to use my land so I thought, well, yeah. Oh, that's good, isn't it? Yeah, you... it helps both of us. Yes, yeah. So when were you diagnosed with fibromyalgia? Well, formally diagnosed in 2008. Um, I must have had this for much, much longer, but it started to come to a head in 2007 when I picked up a virus from somewhere. Um, and I still remember being at open day at the university and I just could not move from one chair to another without being totally exhausted. And this is when the whole you know, series of tests started and investigations. And, um, and it wasn't until a year later that uh, a specialist in Geelong actually did this, um, this test, the tender points, right. uh, what do you call them? Uh, and all 18 of them are reacted to. And so that... That's when we sort of began the saga of, uh, you know, trying to work out what what would work for me as far as uh, drugs was concerned. And I went from pillar to post with it. They gave me everything under the sun, and nothing worked. And I, I was given antidepressants, which I objected to because I wasn't depressed. Um, everything. What were your symptoms at that time? Before 2007, I always had pains in, in my muscles, in my joints. Um, I was reasonably tired. I, I thought everyone was tired because I had a pretty full life. Yeah. But I was more tired than most people. Uh, by the time 7 o'clock came every night, there was no life for me anymore. I was waiting for the time that I could go to bed so I could actually try and sleep. Um, Sleeping patterns were totally up the creek, uh, and I thought it originally it was yeah you know, uh, it started to happen more frequently that I couldn't sleep properly after I had my first child. But as it has turned out now, I'm I've been taking the LDN. Uh, well, it had nothing to do with it. I can sleep long hours in one go, mm -hmm. but I need to have the right drug for it. So, how did you find LDN? I, I think, no, and, and I need to explain this, um, at the moment I'm not on it because I 
broke my ankle over the, the Christmas holidays. And there was initially a problem with uh, getting operated on. And just as well, I discussed the LDN with the uh, anesthetist. They had to take the LDN out of my body first before they could give me a proper anesthetic. And this involved the raising of the, the blood pressure to a dangerously high level, etc. All sorts of things had to happen. Now, I was advised then, because I was given morphine to take later, that it would be best not to take the LDN. Right? And so I have not been on it because, uh, I'll, I'll come back to that later, but there's been a snowball effect of all sorts of things that have happened since I broke that ankle. Mm-hmm. But now, not having the chance to, to take it or have taken it, I, I now fully realize what the benefits are. I already knew that it helped me, but I couldn't because it was so gradually that all the symptoms began to disappear. I could not say for sure that, yes, this was better, that was better, that was better. I slept better. I had less pain. Um, my concentration, which was very important for me, I'm, I'm a university lecturer, and I found myself hit, simply hit by fibro fog at the most inopportune times. And I would stand in front of a whole lecture hall of, of students and I would feel like an idiot because suddenly, you know, everything was gone. Mm. It would last, you know, not very long, but it was enough to make, my, make me really stressed. Yes. Uh, with the LDN, that all began to settle down. Now I look back on it. And the pain, by the way, is, is back with a vengeance. Um, that has also got a lot to do with uh, Ross River virus that I contracted uh, a little while ago. Um, my sleeping patterns at the moment, I'm back to where I was with an hour and a half sleeping, suddenly waking as if someone had tapped me on the shoulder and I needed to do something really urgently. I would then lie in bed for another hour before I could fall back to sleep again. And then again, an hour and a half later, I would be awake again. And I just could not get a good pattern going there. Yeah. Three days after taking the first lot of LDN, I slept for four hours in a row and I've never felt so good in my life. And from that point on, I got it up to eight hours a night. And it was beautiful waking up of a morning, stepping out of bed and not having to stand there for a minute or so to feel the pain sort of go away in my feet or in my ankles, or in my, my knees. I could just get out of bed. I could start walking without holding on to anything. And it was brilliant. So I'm just holding out at the moment um, for returning to taking LDN. And I spoke to my doctor yesterday morning, and he, he thinks it's okay to try it, but we need to control it very, very carefully. So observe what's happening in rock journals etc but yes are you one of those people with fibromyalgia that are very sensitive to all drugs i am i think i'm i've always been sensitive to any drug and mm -hmm. uh, this is one of the reasons why i you know i i've rejected a lot of drugs that people said i should be on um i had for a long time thought that what i was feeling was what my mother described as and my grandmother for that matter described as rheumatism and you know, I'm beginning to, to, to see a pattern emerge here that what has happened to me was happening to my mother. But my, my grandmother had the same problem. Mm -hmm. And yeah, 
I could see my mother still in front of me coming out of bed doing exactly what I was doing be before I got the LDN. Mm -hmm. And it is trying to get the body to work. Mm. What dose did you start on when you initially started LDN? Straight, straight away to 4.5. We didn't go low. Um, I've been reading up on uh, yeah, whatever was there at the internet and mm. I could see sort of a pattern emerge that people gradually got to the 4.5 anyway and I thought this is experimental and uh, my doctor had sort of agreed that I could take it but three months and then we would review it and uh, I thought well yeah to give it a, a good go it is a low dose to begin with 4.5 seems to be where most people seem to settle that had actually entered something in the database mm -hmm. and okay. so you know I asked for that and we discussed it and he said well let's see what what it does and as I said the first the first night, I really, you know, uh, after taking it, I really couldn't feel very much. And it was not a major, oh my God, this is so good. Mm -hmm. It was a very gradual removal of all the pain, of all the, the things that were bothering me, of the fibro fog. It, you know, it, wasn't, it wasn't a cure. It isn't a cure. No. But it helps me live the way I want to live. Mm -hmm. right? I've got a lovely garden here. And I wanted to work in that, but gradually I could do less and less and less. I remember when I first came here, it's about seven years ago, that first six weeks uh, of summer of my holidays, I just reorganized the entire backside of, of the garden. I dug and made beds and did everything, and it was great. Yeah, I, went, I was at a good period at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, and then three years later, I look back on that and I thought, I don't understand how I've ever been able to do that because <laughs> I could really lift anything. Mm. So, so your, your your own GP prescribed the LDN for you? Yes. Uh, I, discussed, I discussed this with him. I, I gave him the websites that I'd been looking at uh, and he said, I'm going away. Uh, over the weekend, I will look at it all, he said, and then we'll discuss it again. So he didn't say immediately, yes, you can have it. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, he wanted to know more about it because he, he didn't he didn't know that it was yeah. being used for mm -hmm. fibromyalgia. He had heard of fibromyalgia, which was a plus. <laughs> uh, was it difficult to get the prescription filled at a pharmacy? Uh, it it was, was a bit difficult, but it had nothing to do with the prescription. It had everything to do with what was going on in Australia at the time with scripts. Um, when a doctor in Victoria prescribed you something, you can only fill that prescription in Victoria. Right. If they prescribed it in New South Wales, you could only get it in New South Wales. Mm -hmm. So it was really state-based, all these, these prescriptions. And then in July 2008, they changed all that and you could now fill that script anywhere in Australia. And I'd, by that stage, I'd already found a, a compounding pharmacy in Adelaide mm -hmm. uh, that was uh, promising me that they would send it within 24 hours, I would have it. So I thought, well, yeah, that, that's great, because the others, there was one in Melbourne, said something about, well, it could be a week, could be a week and a half, and I didn't get a you know, really good answer out of him. 
So I've sent the script off to these people uh, via email, actually, scanned it in. Uh, and within 24 hours, I had my three month supply of LDN and I began to take. Mm -hmm. So what would you say to other people with fibromyalgia who are thinking of trying LDN? Oh, try it. Just try it. Give it, give it a three month trial. Definitely. Mm -hmm. And you find, right, uh, what I started to do because, you know, it was a slow sort of change in, in everything that was happening. I, I kept a diary and I would write down how I felt when I went to bed and I would write down how I felt when I woke up. And then after I had had my lunch, I would write down a few things about what I was feeling at the time. And I, I could actually see that the tiredness that I experienced was was getting less and less. I, I still got tired, mm -hmm. but I wasn't exhausted anymore. Right? And the pain was still, I could still feel that there was some pain there, but I could live with that. There's a certain level of pain that you can get used to. Yes. And um, once it gets beyond that level, though, um, it starts to interfere with, with your everyday, you know, uh, things that you need to do. And that was one of the first things that I noticed, that uh, I could do more things per day than I was previously doing without getting tired. Mm. So, and big, uh, very gradually I got back even to, to exercising on the treadmill. I, could, I couldn't even walk on it because my ankles were so sore. But there is a big difference in being tired and being fatigued, isn't there? A really oh, big difference. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The, the fatigue is something, you know, I always compare it with fatigue is something that, that makes you sort of drag yourself around. Oh. Whereas tiredness is a sort of, it's almost a, a sort of satisfaction. You're tired, but you know why. Yes. <laughs> you, you have been working at something and... Um, but the fatigue would strike, yeah, and and that fibrofold that really upset me most. That I could not, for the life of me, sometimes I couldn't even tell you what my name was for a few seconds, mm. and, and it, it felt exactly the same as what I used to have prior to getting a migraine attack. That very very early sort of warning system that was in place then also made me sort of sit down, do nothing, because I couldn't do anything anymore. Mm. And this fibrofog would stop me right in the middle of what I was doing. And for a while I thought, uh, you know, I was suffering from early onset dementia. But because <laughs> that was so quickly gone, and I would remember it, you know, mm. the doctors said to me, no, it couldn't be that. Well, I used to have a similar thing. I mean, I've got MS, but... Uh... <clears throat> I had the same thing with fog in the head where I couldn't think of words, vocabulary, mm. anything. Mm. And I also thought I was going to, you know, have senile dementia of some form or other, yep. which is uh, quite scary, isn't it? And it must be an awful illness to go through. Once you've completely lost it, then I should mm. think you don't mind. But it's that realising you're losing yeah. it, you know, that is really, really scary. Yes, it is. I hope and it's that not, you, sorry. It's not until people actually have experienced that that they fully begin to realise what it is that we're talking about. Yes. 
Yes, it's like trying to explain a migraine to somebody who's never had one. It's not it, like a it, headache, it is it? You know, <laughs> very difficult to explain. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for sharing your story, and I hope that you're soon able to get back onto LDN and have the results you had before. Yes, now you might be able to tell me this. Uh, does LDN interfere with blood thinners? Because they established a 21 centimeter blood clot in my leg. Right. I've been, I've been, sorry, I don't. I'm a bit. I'm a bit concerned that you know it might it might do something that prevents the blood from uh, thinning as it should. I can if you can tell me what drug it is you're having, I can certainly um, ask and get that checked out for you. But I know that a lot of people who have had CCSVI, who've had stents put in, who've had to have warfarin to thin the blood. Are mm. still taking LDN. That's good because I am taking warfarin. Uh, I was on heparin, and then warfarin was added to it. Now they're hoping to bring it back to just warfarin. Thank you very much for sharing your stories. I'd like to introduce Tim from the United States. Welcome, Tim. Hello, Linda. Now you have fibromyalgia. Is that correct? Well, that was the default diagnosis after everything else was ruled out. Some doctors say they don't know what I have, and then some say fibromyalgia because they don't know what else to say. When were you diagnosed with it? Uh, well, I got sick in summer of 2007, and I spent about four months going to all manner of doctors, from infectious disease specialists to rheumatologists to basically you name it and uh, I'd say probably by the end of 2007 that was the consensus. How old were you at the time? 50 I guess, 50, 51. It was summer 2007, I'm 54 now so. And what was your life like up until you, you started getting sick? Or, you know, Were you a, a really active person? Oh yeah, well I work a brutal schedule. I work in live television news. I work overnights, long days, uh, rotating shifts, you know, it's 24-7 business, and uh, plus I take care of all my own stuff. I do all my own everything. I'm a real do-it-yourselfer, home repairs, home maintenance. You know, I just was just out today putting new struts in my car, so I'm... Uh... What impact did it have on you being diagnosed? Were you able to continue with oh, that no, life? No. no, no, my life unraveled totally. I was uh, in a twilight zone of misery. I... I was on tramadol and just watching the clock, waiting till I could take more pain medication. And I, I, I was at all. I had all the functioning of a 90-year-old man, basically. I lost all my energy, my stamina. I was in constant pain. It just felt like I had the flu for over two years, basically. So, how did you learn about LDN? Just endless searching on the internet. I found some leads and. Uh, I found out about Dr. Bahari, I believe you pronounce his name. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm not sure, but uh, I couldn't, none of my doctors would touch it. They, uh, I brought documentation, printouts, articles, and they, they looked at it and they were interested, but because of the way the American medical system works, they were really not willing to put their name on anything. You know, everything here is all about what the insurance companies will allow. And LDN is a non, an off-label use. So uh, they wouldn't touch it. I had to go on my own on the internet to a Canadian pharmacy to to get uh, some, and uh, 
basically tested on myself. So how long ago was that? That was the summer of 2009, and I waited for my vacation to try taking it, and I started at one milligram, and I noticed improvement in about two days, uh, greatly fatigue and uh, pain, you know, the pain levels dropped, and uh, then I eventually, over about half a year, worked up to two milligrams. I've been very cautious, because I had such good results at one milligram, I didn't see any reason to push. I've stayed at two milligrams ever since then, and it's been almost two years. Has the good effects stayed constant with you? Yes, yes. I don't know. I don't know if I should try going off it to see if I keep the progress. I really am kind of a little afraid to do that. You know, just so you understand, I was rotated through all sorts of things. I was rotated through batteries of antibiotics. I was rotated through some extremely expensive antivirals, all just as experiments, just uh, blind shots in the dark. And uh, they thought I had Lyme for a while, which all the tests came back basically negative, a couple of ambiguous tests. But you know, there was nothing that really was flagging, and they threw all kinds of stuff at it. And uh, it was funny that they wouldn't give me LDN, which is an affordable, you know, not especially dangerous medication. But because it's an off-label use, they wouldn't touch it. Did you notice any negative side effects when you started LDN? Yes. Uh, only vivid dreaming, which for me has always stayed. I still have <laughs> vivid. Uh, that, that side effect has never left, but that's about it. So, are you going to continue taking LDN? I basically think I have to. I mean, I, I'll take an experiment with going off to see if I'd slide back if I if my symptoms relapse. But there's no reason not to. It's affordable, and I can get it as long as I need it. I found that Canadian pharmacy, and I have regular blood work by my doctor who is complicit with this. He's He's encouraging me, and he's willing to work with me, but he just can't put his name on it because of the way the insurance thing works. So, uh, But he gets me blood work authorized, and I know that nothing awful is happening to my liver. or You know, there's no nothing really going wrong because of it, that's for sure. So what would you say to other people who are considering taking LDN for fibromyalgia? I would say they really need to try it if they haven't found relief because the orthodox treatments are really few and far between. I mean, Lyrica did nothing for me. I took Lyrica for a year on faith, and it did absolutely nothing, and a very expensive medication with side effects. I took uh, antivirals, antibiotics. I took all the home remedies, malic acid, massive vitamins. I tried all these things, and none of them produced any discernible results. LDN is the only thing that, that really, you could see, cause and effect, you know, made a difference. It's not well known for this. That's the problem. It, it's talked about for ALS, and it's talked about for uh, more classic neurological issues. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think it's, its relationship to fibromyalgia potentially has really been discussed that much. So how has your life been since you started LDN? Well, closer to normal. I mean, I'm working crazy hours again, and I'm uh, working a lot. I mean, I was filing papers for government disability at the time I, before I started taking it. I, I was really in weak shape. I mean, uh, pain, fatigue, insomnia were, were just, just taking over my life. And uh, yeah, it made a huge difference, and uh, there's no real downside that I'm aware of. I mean, except that uh, it's a little funny to explain to people because it's very relatively unknown. 
I mean, even doctors don't seem to know much about it. Well, I'm really pleased that not only did you have to just throw away your disability forms that you were filling in, but you've able to go back to your grueling schedule of uh, hard work. Yeah, yeah, the all-American story. But, uh, yeah, I would recommend anybody who hasn't received progress, who they've, they, who's been rotated through the classic orthodox medications, they really mm-hmm. should consider it because it's not, uh, you know, the dosages involved, I mean, not to digress, but my immunologist was really a funny one. He he read me the riot act and told me it was very dangerous and don't go near this, uh, you know. And it was all based on the PDR, but at dosages of 150 milligrams a day, which was mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. just had nothing to do with the LDN dosages. Just to show you. Yeah. Have they noticed the difference? Have you been back? Have they been able to monitor your progress? That's- that's the funny thing. My 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 GP, as we call him, main doctor, has been very interested in monitoring my progress and has has gone so far as to put it in my official record, which was a step for him. Oh. The, the immunologist basically ignores me. I have not been back to see him, but I've sent him progress reports and articles. He he doesn't reply, so uh, mm. I think I violated his his authority by trying it and. Uh, but that's what you're up against with with doctors in America. You know, they mm-hmm. uh, they answer to the insurance companies. It's, it's unfortunate. I don't know how better it is in England and UK, but uh, it's, it's difficult it's, as well. Yeah. Although, uh, you know, any doctor can prescribe LDN if they think it's of therapeutic benefit. But that's where the problem comes. A lot of them, as you were saying, have never heard of it. Well, in America, the trouble is you're going off-label, and when you go off-label, the insurance companies, that raises flags. That's, mm-hmm. that's why I think the, in America, what I, what I ran into with the several doctors I talked to, you could see the wheels turning. They're like, well, you know, this is not gonna, this isn't standard, this isn't official, I don't know how I'll explain this or justify it, and they're afraid of everything being kicked back and not getting paid. That's their real fear. And of course, mm-hmm. they also don't want to hold the bag liability-wise if it turns out to cause trouble. And they don't know. They they don't have experience. So, I mean, Dr. Bahari's gone. I don't know who else in this area has picked it up as a treatment. So I, I wouldn't even know who to go to if I wanted to, if I wanted to seek out formal LDN treatment. Well, thank you very much for sharing your story with us. Really do appreciate it. And... Uh, Long may your good health continue. Thank you. And uh, if there's anything I can do or any information I can provide, I would always be willing. You know, if people need information, you know, about what to do if they're in the U.S. and they want information, I gladly supply it because I think it's a wonderful potential treatment for many things. And uh, there's certainly not much downside to trying it. Yes. Well, thank you very much. I'd like to introduce Elizabeth from Scotland, who takes LDM for fibromyalgia. Good evening, Elizabeth. Could I ask, when were you diagnosed with fibromyalgia? In October last year. And how old were you? Um, I was 69. And had you been noticing any pain leading up to diagnosis? No, I hadn't really. Wow. Uh, you've been very lucky. Um, before you found LDN, what was your symptoms like? 
Well, I'd been on holiday in Greece and I came back feeling like fluey. I didn't feel right from I came back. And there had been um, an, a, an outbreak of Legionnaire's disease. And when I came back, my doctor was testing me for that because I had all the symptoms of Legionnaire's disease. But when it came back, my, the test results showed that I didn't have that, that I had fibromyalgia. So I was like um, tired and achy, like flu-like constantly and no energy. And I'm normally a hyperactive person, so I found it very, it slowed me down tremendously. I do have quite a lot of aches and pains with it, but um, I'm not feeling ordinary drugs. And um, my doctor put me onto this uh, alternative drug. Okay. So if you were to have rated your quality of life before you started LDN on a score of 1 to 10, 10 being the highest, what would it have been? About 6, 7, somewhere in there. And what would you say it is now? Pardon? What would you say it is now? Oh, no, that's, oh, no, I mean, now I would say it's at 6, 7. Then I felt quite poorly, um... I felt a bit nine, nine and a half. I felt quite low. But uh, uh, hang on a minute. Nine, nine is high. One oh, is right. low. Sorry, then. Yeah. I felt about three, four. Right. Okay. And, and I now about seven now, seven, eight. Okay. Got you. So your own doctor prescribed it for you, did he? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that was very lucky, wasn't it? Uh, my doctor's very into um, drugs and alternative medicines, and actually, it's on the computer. It's one Tom Gohuli. When I looked up LA, my illness, and I looked up the, on my computer the LDN, my doctors or one of the doctors who put a report on it from Scotland. So, unfortunately, I think having the GP that I have. Right. Okay. So, when you first started LDN, did you notice any side effects? Um, no, but when I, I started on one, and I take five milligrams a day, but he told me just keep, to keep increasing it till I felt right, and I went on to six, and when I went on to six milligrams, I felt quite unwell, and I contacted him, and he told me to put it back to five. Mm-hmm. So I've been a bit apprehensive about trying it again to go up a wee bit in case I, I get any other side effects. So what symptoms do you have now you're on the LDN? Have they all gone or have you still got... No, I still have, well, I'm still um, a bit achy, um, but I feel a lot better than I did before I went on it. Mm-hmm. What would you say to other people with fibromyalgia who are contemplating trying LDN? Sorry, could you, sorry? What would you say to other people with fibromyalgia who are thinking of well, trying Well, actually, my hairdresser had just been diagnosed and she said, there's nothing for this, and I wrote it all down for her. I said, go back to your GP, and you can't buy it in the counter, you can't get it in your local pharmacy. Your doctor, and I have to get it from a special chemist. The pharmacy sends it to my home. I can't pick it up in any chemist. And uh, I said, and there's not every doctor, I think, that would know about this. So I've, I've advised her, and I would advise anybody else to try it, because it's... Uh, I think the way my doctor described it, the government haven't funded it because they look at the illnesses that are related to it as, um, I, I don't know how they look at it, like, like um, MS and these things. They don't really describe them. Or, the government haven't taken enough or won't spend the money on it sort of thing. So this is a, a, a 
up to the hands of your, your GP, whether you go in this or not. And there's nothing else that seems to work for it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing mm-hmm. else I know available. So you, you're feeling a lot better than you were? Yes, I am. Good. And has that made you, your mood feel brighter? Yes. Good. Thank you very much for sharing your experience with us. I really appreciate it. Any questions or comments you may have, please email me, linda, L-I-N-D-A, at ldnrt.org. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for joining us today. We really appreciated your company. Until next time, stay safe and keep well.